This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the twice-a-week podcast about people, politics, and professions. And uh, joining me today, I want to welcome our guest, Vern Watkins. Uh, thanks for joining us, Vern. Thank you for having me. Uh, of course, my co-host is Leonard and Warren, and we're looking forward to having a great conversation today. Um, War, uh, Vern, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm originally from Virginia Beach, um, Virginia. I live in Hanson, Virginia now. I'm 35 years old, I'm college graduate, and now I'm running a, um, a multimedia conglomerate named um, Inevitable Entertainment. Um, my first book just came out uh, three months ago called um, Legend of the New World Origins. Um, so I'm in the process of just building up the whole platform and um, growing it um, to towards um, the specific goals that I have, you know these next five to ten years so now you tell me a little bit about your book say that one more time tell me tell me a little bit about your book okay yeah so um legend of the new world it um origin so it is it, meant to set the stage for this semi-dystopian futuristic world that i created or universe that i created um so um it starts off in like 2047 and it's built around the concept that there's this new technology that allows qualified people to become godlike, pretty much. And the technology, it was put in the wrong hands or discovered in, within the wrong hands, which was a terrorist. And he used that power to almost crumple America into like a third world country. So we start with that setting and then we just create so many different storylines off of that. And we tell a story within a story. We tell the story of the first um, superhero, um, Mega, who was like the uh, 12 years old at the time. And we go through his process and we go through other issues going on around that time, setting it up so we can continue to grow it throughout the years. Okay. So um, is this the first in a um, succession of books or is this kind of- Yes, sir. So now you're writing all this. Yeah. Audio? So um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So it's a it's the first of um, of a series, and we're actually in the process of um, writing. The, I'm in the right process of writing the second book, and I have a sequel. Not a sequel. Um, a spinoff coming off of the second book. So um, my goal is to come out with two books every um, for the next five years. Two two books a year for the next five years. Okay. Yeah. You got any? Of you guys have a question? Yes, <clears throat> I was strolling your website yesterday and just noticing that you were based on science fiction. Now, were you a science interested in science all the way along or did this just, you know, did this just come about that you chose to write your characters based on science fiction? It's a little bit of both, it's, to be honest with you. Looking back at my childhood, I realized I was into science fiction my whole life, but I really didn't realize it. I, my first love was music. I started playing the drums when I was two. Um, mm -hmm. My mom noticed I was pretty good at playing the drums just from 
taking down pots when I was like one and I would play with it all on beat. So she put me in like um, classes and she taught, uh, I, I was taught how to um, read um, music, things of that nature. And then when I got around five to eight, around that, around that range, I got deep into sports. So I was about basketball and football for, for, for the remaining future of my childhood. And so um, when I transitioned to sports, uh, I only focused on sports really, um, high school, then I went to college. And in college, when basketball didn't work out for me, I started getting into business. That was, a, that's, that was a, that's what I saw of my future. And so when I first got out of college, I, my first business that I opened up was with my mother. Uh, we opened up a bakery together. Her, her main dream was to open up a bakery. Since, um, she's really, um, really, really talented in making cakes and all these different desserts. So we started that off, and I was only managing it. I had no, I didn't think I had any creative, um, any creative ideas at all. Kind of, but um, any any creative ideas at all. So when we started, you know, I started seeing her being able to make cakes. You know, this dude. I saw that I saw the the benefit of having creativity. She was able to make things just off of thinking it. And I saw I was like, man, I wish I could do something like that. Or just something I could create on my own. So um that lasted for about two to three years. And I started getting frustrated and I started praying to God, like, God, if you can give me something that I can create on my own, I'll make it to like a great business. And then like a year after that I started getting just all these random visions of just the most off the wall ideas and I just formed it into a universe. But then when I then when I started I wondering like where did this come from? I started remembering when I was a kid in order to get myself to go to sleep, I would make up characters in my head so I can go to sleep at night. So it was around me the whole time. I just didn't I just forgot about it. So hmm. yeah. Did you have So, Mr. Watkins, here's here's what happened with me. I'm first of all, I am not a big comic superhero type fan. However, mm -hmm. I really got into the Black Panther once he hit the screen. Mm -hmm. But when I went to your website, first thing I noticed was I liked your logo, and then when I hit the page with the characters, it just blew me away. I mean, those graphics were so detailed and so uh the images were just powerful man they kind of like speak to you so i'm really looking forward to getting into the stories and uh, i'm a science fiction guy i like that you know so the, the storyline sounds really really relevant you know with all the things going on now you know terrorism uh outer space exploration stuff like that so it, i think you're on a good path thank you i appreciate it i, I meant for it to um to present something that you don't really see um out of the comic or sci-fi realm which is something a little bit more gritty and more straight to 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 home or to like the perspective of what's going on like you said um mm -hmm. so um and that's why i picked the word memorable because my whole universe is built around um exaggerating issues that's going on right now and pushing yeah. it into the future and creating the concept that if we don't fix the issues that we have now that's only going to you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Yeah, it's highly relevant. Mm -hmm. Thank so you. you. So your characters, uh, so your um, characters, um, I'm sure they get their powers in different ways. Um, 
how do you try to, you know, when you're thinking about giving powers to a, a particular character, uh, do you consider all of the um, current superheroes and then try to to um, not duplicate that? Or do you just decide, you know, this is what I want this character to have because it fits the story? Or, you know, how do you do all of that? So 99% of them come off of just uh, um, visions. So I just see it, and it just matches with what I've seen. But I'm not going to lie. The first guy, I wanted, like, a really, a real, my own version of Superman. You know, I don't know if you guys, how much you guys follow Superman, but Superman is always so strong, fast, but he's always getting beat up, you know? So I wanted somebody that had, like, actual hands. Like, somebody, I, I just imagine, like, what if somebody was that big, that fast, but he was actually, he could actually, you know, master the craft of all different ways of, ways of um, combat. So... Yeah, I was a little biased with that one, but other than that, um, I just I try to make it as I mean I try to make it just as relatable to the world as it is, you know, to make it as relatable to the world as possible. So, um, different colors, different races that have, you know, have talents just like in real life, and everything's built off of merit. So it's not like in my universe, it's not like somebody wakes up and they can fly. Um, the technology enhances what you already have. So say you have like a 48 inch vertical with a certain suit to help you jump even higher. So it's not like, so, so it's just off of marriage. Not, you know, if you, if you can't jump over a sheet of paper, then you're not going to be able to, you know, pull on the <laughs> and do something. <laughs> you know? so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Superman, uh, he has a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, issues. Superman, yeah, yeah. So, do you give your you give? Yeah, your you got a little spoiled when you're born with all that talent. Sometimes you don't want to. You don't think you have to do anything, but uh, yeah, yeah, not Mega. Mega, Mega has hands, certified hands. <laughs> so, do you do do your characters have like weaknesses? Like uh, Superman has kryptonite, and um, you know other characters uh, have have weaknesses that disable their powers to some degree um a little bit so the limitations is really through the through the technology because it's only it's only enhanced through the suits that they wear so it's not like they can take it off and still do the same things and then also they're also limited it, it, i try to make it as relatable as it is to to the world so certain people that can run fast but they can't jump high mm -hmm. or you can there's something in my universe to where you can qualify to control gravity so you had to study this software that if you can um, score enough high grades, you can attach to get attached to this suit that will allow you to control gravity. But it's done in like levels. So if you score like a, a 100 um, steadily, you could be like a level five in controlling gravity. But if you wasn't that good, but you was decent, you might be a level one. So that might mean you can do, you lift up a little bit, but you can't really do what someone at a level five can do. So everyone has their own limitations. So if you um, each week I'm about to start putting up new characters, and when you go into the profile, you, you'll be able to see what they can do and what they can't do. So I'm curious. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm curious. How often do you do a lot of drawing yourself, and how often do you draw just doodle and scratch around and creating your characters? 
Every day I wish I could draw because that would be so much cheaper. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not a gifted drawer. I, I, um, I, I hired an artist. You know, I, I was able to find a really, really talented artist. Uh, I found an artist to start it off, but now um, I did like a new, a new feature where I'm doing inevitable reimagine, where I'm doing all the art over and um, trying to get like a 2D animation type of feel to it. So both artists were very talented. Um, but the one I'm with now, he he, he draws and he um, covers. So, you know, through my process of learning this whole um, process of hiring people and um, towards the strengths that I need, um, it's, been, it's been pretty good. But, yeah, it's definitely been expensive. I wish I was gifted enough to, to, to draw the characters up. But um, it's been working out. It's, 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 it's a fair investment. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So as a as a new, I don't want to say a new business person, but as somebody that's you know at the head of your organization, um, what what do you think? You know, some of the lessons, some of the things that you gained over this time period that um, that you would probably share with somebody who's thinking about you know getting into business. I would say, excuse me, um, to be fearless, but calculated. Um, I struggled with both of those things at first because um, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist. So I was so scared to, to mess up or take a shot, you know, thinking that, you know, if I, if I mess this up then my children don't eat or if I mess this up, you know, um, my dreams won't come true with the way I see this universe um, of cap being capable of, of, of achieving. Um, but that's part of the game. And also you, you can't, you can't succeed in anything without taking chances, but that doesn't mean just to close your eyes and just put all your money on something that you haven't, um, uh, researched on or, um, qualified to actually do. So you gotta, you gotta mix both worlds. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for me, I would say to, uh, make very, very strict goals and, and guidelines. So you're not getting lost in whatever you have going on because you're going to, once you start this, when you start, I don't know if it's a game, but I call it a game. When you start this game, it could take you so many different routes and you'll get lost in, you get lost in any, just any task. Cause one task could turn into 10 tasks. So make sure you're, you're making up your own guidelines and, and, and protocols. So you don't get lost in all the different, all the different stresses that comes with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. The question that comes to mind for me, <clears throat> I know you said you originally went to college to pursue playing basketball. Yes, sir. Give me three of your top basketball players, oh, whether they be college or pro, <laughs> and what kind of influence did they have on you? Oh man, we can talk about this all day, man. He chose the right. He chose the right question. Man. <laughs> um, you said my. You said the, my top. My top favorite or or the top three of all time. Just give me. Just give me three of your top players, and what was it about their game that you liked that you wanted to emulate? Okay, um, Michael Jordan, of course. <laughs> Anybody knows me, yeah, I say Michael Jordan. Um, I just go favorite. Um, Shaq. And man, that's a tough one. Man. I watch basketball religiously, so um, okay. I say Anthony Hardaway because I got compared to him when I was when I was coming up. Oh. So um, Michael mm -hmm. Jordan, it was just he just cut, he had an aura to him. 
and he just seemed like he couldn't be guarded. And then also he was very – he's a real perfectionist and hated to lose. And when he saw me play, I had like a scowl on my face. I took everything serious. So, I, you know, I, I attached myself to that, you know. I wanted to dunk on people all the time. And, and then I also liked that he took on the, the role of being the best defensive player too um, as well. So, I really, you know, I always adapted to that. And then Shaq at first was just because he was so big and he was just – it was amazing to see someone that big be able to run down the court that fast and be able to just dominate through not making any free throws, but he still got average 30 just by dunking on people. And then mm-hmm. what Anthony Hardaway, one of the first big guards that I was I was able to watch, I wasn't old enough to watch Magic. So Anthony was like my first big guard I really watched. So it gave me gave me hope to like know that even though I'm big, even though he's bigger than me, but um, even though you're bigger, you can still handle the ball. Because growing up, I was still in that era where they taught the tallest guy to play center. So right. he was one of the big guys that taught me, I don't have to, uh, just because I'm bigger than these other kids. I, one doesn't mean I'm going to be the biggest kid, you know, my whole life. So I better learn how to handle the rock. <laughs> so sure. you're good at handling the rock? No, I'm, I, I definitely got better. Yeah, I'm, I'm decent. I'm decent. <laughs> and, it, it, and also I learned angles and things of that nature now. And I'm big now, so I mean, all I gotta do is get you dipping a little bit to the to the right. I can put my shoulder in there, so <laughs> I don't have to be graded. But yeah, you're not gonna take it from me. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever see the movie Coach Carter? Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you think of Samuel L. Jackson? You know, as that coach, and what he was teaching, and what he was trying to get over, and what he was doing with the. Uh, with the players and the lessons he was trying to teach them? I thought this, those lessons like um, were life-changing. That's what they needed. They needed like a father figure. And someone mm-hmm. that was a went against the grain because they obviously was going the wrong direction. But he also was hilarious. I mean, he had so many good one-liners in there. <laughs> he had so many good one-liners in there. But, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know uh, he was a typical father. You know, my dad was kind of similar to that, being hard-nosed, you know, so – you, you need, I mean, it's the truth. You know, you can't really debate the truth, so you might not want to hear it. So, but it changed their lives. I think all of them went to college and from a really tough environment. So, I think he's what they needed. Yeah. And what was, who is uh, your favorite basketball coach? Basketball coach? Oh, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. Yeah. I like his style. I like how he's able to um, get all of his players playing together. And even just, you know, because people don't remember, I felt like he's the one that started that, um, what is it, what is it, what is it called now? Um, I know the issue with Kawhi, where he, he does um, the management, what is it called? Um, I can't think of the word, but he manages their time, manages the um, their health pretty much. Like, he'll, he'll let them sit out a couple games. I forgot the term for it. I, for some reason, I can't okay. think of the term. But he started that, but he was still able to let uh, allow his team to win, even when some some of his key players sat out. So I, I always I always admired that. So how tall are you? Hmm. I'm six five. Okay, okay. Are you are you still playing ball? Are you still keeping you know your your skills up? If I get some time, <laughs> I want to. Uh, I really want to get into it so my son can start watching me play. So then I can hopefully get him tempted to, you know, to follow my footsteps. Because if I can get him started young, 
I know he'll be he'll, he'll be pretty solid. He's a he's a really big child, so I'm really I'm really you know every every I feel like every every father wants their son to do or play the sport that they play, you know. So um, I don't play it as much as I want to, but um, I stay in the gym mm-hmm. with the hopes of trying to get in enough shape to play basketball because I don't want to be one of those guys that think they still have it and then realize they don't have it in the middle of a game. So <laughs> I'd rather get in some good cardio. You know, do some sprints on my own. Double right. check, make sure I still have a little bit of it, and then, and then also make sure I don't pull nothing. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm in the prepping phase right now. I'm prepping. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So how how tall you think your son will grow to? Oh man, I'm praying every day for like six seven, man. Six seven, six, six seven. eight. <laughs> he he should be about five. He should be about six five. You know, because my my wife is five ten, six five. Oh. Her family's pretty tall. You know, my family's yeah. pretty tall. So, okay. Give him a good six seven. Good seven good eight, do the rest. So, <laughs> well, it's in the genes for him to get a little height. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he got. He, he he. I blame him because when he was like nine months, he started jumping off the ground, and that just you know that had me start fantasizing and like, oh man, this guy's gonna be LeBron. <laughs> So now I'm kind of like trying to push him to, you know, shoot. I bought him a basketball court in the house and trying to push him to shoot and stuff. But, you know, he's in the cars and chasing his sister around and stuff like that. So right. pushing him, you know, push him a little bit. So um, uh, oh, the, do you use your family members and friends as – characters in your stories do they become superheroes or do they become models for superheroes i didn't catch the first part you said do my friends did my yeah, friends, friends become family, superheroes? You know, like you know people in your family do you use them to to help create those characters in your books or in your in your universe uh, not really. Um, uh, be honest, all of my characters just came from visions that I had, and then I was just trying to come up with just original names that made it seem like okay, we know this is not real, but it feels like this could happen type of vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I then I try to stay as I try to keep personal issues, or personal life issues out of it, so it can feel more like everyone's universe instead of just being mine. You know, mm-hmm. so okay. yeah. So, but I would put a, I would put a, a dramatic family member in there if I, if I could find one. <laughs> so so, um, do do you create the do they your uh, your graphic artists create the actual comics? So are these you know comics? So at first, um, the first book that came out is actually like a full novel where it's just words. But I'm in the process of making comic adaptations so um next will be comics so i'm trying to when i mentioned about two books per year those are going to be novels but i'm also making comic adaptations within the same year of like different um just different different perspectives different angles i mean i i made the universe to be so massive that i can tell a lot of stories at the same time and they can still connect so um yeah, I'm in the process of building comics, but I haven't made comics yet. This has been novels. And the reason why I started off with novels because I wanted to, uh, anytime, I've always been the type of person that if I see people walking one way, I always try to go the other way. I just can't help it. 
So I'm all, when I got in, I'm seeing, I always rank my competitors. I look at all the other people doing something similar of what I'm doing. And I, I saw them doing comics, which is nothing wrong with that. But I was like, how, do, how about I, you know, come out with books first? You know, because no one really does that, like full novels. And then I'll come out with ad, comic adaptations. Um, mm. Interesting. So how long do you think it'll be before you get the uh, comics out? It should be, the, the first one should be within um, this year. We're in the process of working on that um, at, at this moment. So it should be one more book out and then it should be one comic out for um, before this year is over. So will it be like a typical comic book where, you know, people can like collect them? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make it, I, I, wanted, I wanted to be an event when they come out. I wanted um, to come in like this all slick black box or something and, you know, have different features to it. So when people can, it could be like collectible items. Okay. Uh, one of my friends already made me swear that I'll give him the first, the first edition of the first one, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we hope that you'll come back so we can uh, put it out to help you put it out there. And definitely uh, I, I'd be interested in uh, getting some. I would love to. I appreciate that. Now, have you given any thought to where you have your comics and maybe people come on your website and can do some kind of interactive features, interact interaction uh, with your characters? Like they can they can form an adventure their own and using your characters and and going through something? Or has that I, thought even crossed your mind? I've never even thought about that, but that's a good idea. I might have taken your number down. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about that off, uh, off, off camera. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good idea. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. I, I'd be open to anything that can just get people more involved in it, allow people minds to just, you know, attach to my universe and create their own images of, of what they see a character going or touching on the issue that they think I should talk, touch on or, you know, anything. So yeah, I wouldn't be um, against that. And I noticed you used the term media conglomerate a few times. Mm -hmm. So what other types of things you see inevitable entertainment doing other than, you know, your sci-fi universe with your characters and making the comics and novels? Do you see inevitable entertainment branching off into anything else? Yes, you mentioned all that to television, yeah, television, uh, movies. Okay, that's that was going to be my question. Let's go. Who's going Who's going to play you in the movie? <laughs> Say it again. Who's going to play you in the movie? Uh, I won't play myself in the movie. I'll be I'll be like Stan Lee, be the guy um, uh, yeah, driving the bus, you know, do a little, do a little, you know, cameo. That's about it. <laughs> Open the door for somebody, you know, show my face a little bit, but stay behind the scenes after that. <laughs> yeah, so, Spike, yeah. he wasn't shy to get in front of that camera, was he? Yeah, he's talented though. I don't know if that's my, I don't know if that's my speed. <laughs> or yeah. Tyler Perry? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's definitely not my speed. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, you could design, create your own character, and it'll pop on and and portray like like my dear. <laughs> Build your own studio. 
Yeah, I do want to do that. Yeah, I do want to do that. Yeah, he he definitely opened my eyes to that. You know, that's the best thing about guys that come before you. They 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 allow you to let your mind grow into like what the possibilities could be. Because he came from nothing, you know, Uh sleeping in his car. So yeah, Yeah, we got a lot of role models out there that that we can uh, you know follow now. You know, even Steve Harvey came from humble beginnings. He he's Mm -hmm. out there. Tyler Perry, Spike Lee, and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No excuses? No. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you got some examples to follow. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're beginning to develop, you know, your comic, uh, as far as comics go, who is a cartoonist uh, that you, or like you mentioned Stan Lee, are there any other role models for you in doing what you're doing that you look up to and say, yeah, I like to be like him or I like to take some aspect of him and what I'm doing. Honestly, I wasn't really huge into comics growing up, but the right. the big, the biggest, um, biggest draw that I always paid attention to was Marvel. So I always said, I always, you know, there was like, felt like the Michael Jordan of the industry to me. So mm-hmm. I always wanted to make like a grittier version of Marvel. Like, cause when I think of Marvel, I just think dominance and just, you know, have a good hold, a solid hold on the industry. So I always wanted to emulate um, certain aspects of it, but also have my own, you know, own spin to it. So I'd say right. Stanley, yeah. Well, I know you're, you're just getting into, the, getting your feet wet into this. Um, but what do you see as the toughest challenges that that you're going to face as a new uh, superhero universe? Um, honestly, just the, the startup of it is the most challenging because you're trying to build up following, and um, it can be expensive, and it also just it takes a lot of time, you know. So um, I would say just the startup of it, especially if you believe that you have something that's very valuable or something that's very interesting it's just about being patient and also not being discouraged over how much time it takes or maybe you know you have this image of what you think people want to think of your universe people might not grasp to it right away or it might take more people than you thought it would take so it's more about just you know being mentally focused for how long the journey is you know because when you first start you're thinking okay this is going to happen i'm going to do this or you know, I'm going to make this amount of money off my first book or, you know, things of that nature. And nothing ever goes the way you thought it would go. So right. this is about, yeah, it's all about, you know, focusing on the journey and just taking little, little positives out of every, you know, every step that you've made. So, mclears- of course, you know, once I, you know, I get bigger, it'll be other issues, but I'd rather take those <clears throat> issues the issues I have, you know, currently. <laughs> yeah. So have you found, you know, people pretty receptive, people uh, within your orbit? I'm guessing they're going to be there to support you. Uh, But, you know, Mm -hmm. when you encounter folks, uh, do they seem, you know, kind of supportive of you getting that idea? Uh, You know, you you creating this universe and all. Oh, yeah. You mean as far as family? You just mean as far as family and friends. People just start to follow. Yeah, just. Yeah, definitely. They were very surprised. They were very surprised that I had that in me. Because, you know, like I said, I was always came off as an athlete or, you know, a business guy. But no one knew I had, you know, well, they call it like a geeky. They call it geeky, but I don't see it as that way. But um, no one saw that. So 
Oh, but it, you know, people have read my book and they were blown away because they didn't they didn't think I had that in me. So um, that's been encouraging because you know when you you know I, I treated my first book like my baby. I was kind of scared to give it to certain people because I didn't want them to say, "Oh, I don't really like it. Or I don't get it." But when everyone started coming back and saying, "I get it," and "Oh man, I can see this being a book," and then I started getting skeptical, thinking that it's just my friends, you know, being nice to me. But then I start getting people that never, never met me saying the same thing. Then it's like, okay, I do have something going. I just got to keep, you know, keep pushing. Now, the, the book uh, still available? Yes, sir. Uh, where is it available? Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Oh, okay. All right. Are you doing any uh, autograph copies by chance? Yeah, I got a couple. Of, I got a couple in my closet right now. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> okay, I hit you up. Uh, how do you hey, get the I'm first? <laughs> how do you get the first copy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, first. Thing. The first copy. He said he he had a couple on hand. Yeah, I got a couple. I got I got a decent amount. Oh, okay. Amount. Okay. Well, have you done okay, any book so signings we'll... yet? I mean, I know it's just recently yeah. released, though, right? Say that again. It's just recently released. Yeah, about three months. Yeah, and they and they sent me uh, my own copies, so I have, I have a good amount still. Because most okay. people that bought it, they bought it through Amazon. They didn't buy it personally through me, so I still have some personal copies. Uh, okay. Yeah, I want a personal one. Okay, yeah, we wanna we want some autograph copies. With you know, we'll yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make arrangements to send you the fee, and you mail us, and you send us back personal autograph copies. Yeah, I might, when I, I might take off, meet you guys at the same time. You never know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when this thing take off, I want to be able to say, yeah, I got one of his original autograph copies. <laughs> <laughs> you see how they kicked me to yeah, the Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, they, they just kicked me to the curb. They already, they already lobbying <laughs> for their copies. <laughs> now, at least when I, I mentioned it, three 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 I think you got at least three, brother. Get, just go on, get it in. Get your heart in. Yeah, I, I got enough. I got enough. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we, we're not fighting over him. He got enough for us. <laughs> I like this is a good fight, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't. Hey, well, you know what they say money talks, right? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> in in, our, in our younger you. days, I got, you. I got 50 on it. <laughs> in our younger days, in our younger days, Leon and I fought. Well, it wasn't too much of a fight. Uh. I tried to fight. He going here to scrape me up. And then we, 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 we was good. We was good. <laughs> Nothing like a good fight. <laughs> oh man, uh, he he he's giving you a hard time because I never fought with my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he 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 never did that. Oh, because I don't have. So you got you got brothers, you got siblings that that are that are um, uh, involved in your um, venture. I didn't hear the second, the first part. You said, do you have brothers? siblings that are involved in your venture? Well, do, can you guys have, are you guys having a problem hearing me? Is it breaking up or something? I hear you fine. Oh, I heard okay. you fine. Okay. It may just be, okay. I'll, sometimes I only hear the second part of it. I, I am, I apologize, you know, working across the internet. Um, that's okay. But, but do you, you know, do you have siblings that are, or family that's involved in helping you create your dream here? 
Oh, I got you. Um, far as just um, input or just advice and things of that nature, I come from a family of um, entrepreneurs. So, like I said, my mom has been in business. You know, she's actually about to open up another bakery um, in a couple weeks. Actually, um, my sister um, and her and her husband. He has an oil company based out of Africa, and she's always been in and out of business since I've known her. Um, I mean, since, since I've known her, since she's been an adult. And uh, um, she used to be a CEO of Kiko Romeo, which is like a clothing company in um, Nairobi. Um, so she always gives me input on um, things to do, things of that nature. But as far as that, um, I kept it kind of separate. You know, I just try to stay focused on what I envision it. And then if I need help, I'll ask for advice. But um, I, I, just, I just stay focused on, on on my vision. But they definitely have helped me, you know, from being motivated and realizing I could do it. All the things that I said I want to do. So. Great. So are you. So I have a little you, brother and I have three other sisters. So are you, are you, I'm guessing your family is. Uh, migrated to the United States? No. So uh, we're actually originally from um, PG County. I was born in PG County. Um, my father is from Laurel and my mother is from, um, I believe, the D.C. area. Uh, we moved out to Virginia when I was two. Uh, growing up, when well, before I was born, I guess my dad was in, you know, in the streets, meddling with the streets a little bit. And my mom, she just seen enough in that area. So where she she told me that she had got a vision or she prayed to God and God told her to take all her kids to Virginia. And she had no money. She had um, nothing pretty much. And her parents, you know, didn't want her to do it, but she ended up doing it anyway. And um, it ended up working for us. We were able to um, be around a better environment because, you know, when I was two, um, my dad was walking me to a gas station and I, I remember to this day, like five to seven cop cars cut us off, throw them against the van and they, they took me back to my mom's house and then um, they arrested him. He was, he was at least arrested for a couple of years. So, you know, us being in Virginia, um, being away from other temptations, I believe, helped us because uh, if I was that same situation happened to me in Maryland where my cousins or, you know, friends similar to him were influenced me, you never know what I would have seen or what I would have done at that stage. But then when he got um, out of prison, um, he went straight into business and um, started his own carpet installation company. And um, every time I got in trouble, I would go to work with him. So that's how I learned my, my hard work and being scared of, um, being scared of the installing carpet because it was such a hard, hard industry to, to get into, but that's what I learned all my hard work from. Okay. So um, now my, my brother, he still lives in Virginia, but Northern Virginia, um, my sister, or well, I have three, one lives in Denver, one lives in Florida, and one of my sisters lives in Norfolk, Virginia. And my mother lives down the street from me. And my dad, he passed away uh, four months ago. Sorry, you that. No, I'm not sure this one. He passed away. My condolences to you. Thank you. Now, you said you had some people in Africa or businesses in Africa. Tell us about that. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, um, his name's Quef, and uh, he has an oil company in um, Sudan. Oh. He's from Sudan, actually. He, um, he, he won the national championship with um, Syracuse for basketball with Carmelo Anthony. 
Oh wow! So he played a little bit of pro ball, but then he oh. got into oh, excuse me, he got into business a little bit after that. So he's oh. kind of like a a brother. He's a big brother to me. So I pick his brain a lot. <laughs> yeah. You have a hoop with him? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We um we, we used to play um what is it called King of the Court. And the, the last time I, I won one game and he beat me and my brother the, the other two games. But we're supposed to be linking up with some money on the line. I know you like that. So it's <laughs> money on the line. So we're uh, we're set to play again. I, I'm pretty sure I got him this time. I was a little I was a little ignorant. I was a little hard headed. Uh, I try to try to play him without you know preparing, uh, mm. without really getting in the gym. Thought I could just wing it. Nah, it wasn't. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, you know, you need to get some video. So uh, if you yeah. if you beat them, you you can brag about it. But if you lose, you keep it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, we definitely put some 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 money on this one and some. All right. Uh, y'all y'all can all put some skin in the game, huh? <laughs> hey, we got to. We, we got. We've been talking too much smack. My little brother been talking too much smack. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put that on video. We need the result. We need some results on this one. We need some bragging rights on this one. <laughs> So we, we, should, we should we should be all linking up for Thanksgiving. So you know that should be the perfect time okay. to do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So now. So how many years did your brother-in-law did your brother-in-law play in the NBA after oh, he didn't play Syracuse? Uh, he didn't play oh. in the NBA. I think he had a trial oh. for the NBA, but he ended up playing like pro ball overseas. I'm not okay. sure how long he did it, but he did it for a little bit. Yeah. Right. So why didn't you? Why didn't you uh, oh, okay. do the overseas uh, ball playing? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't do good enough in um, in NAIA. I, I messed up my 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 knee, and I was stubborn with it. I was I should have looking back. I should have just said because it was my last year, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I have to I have to figure this out. You know, I got to put up these stats, and I just wasn't the same player. Um, I pretty much just played like a role, a role player, pretty much, just to stay on the court. And if I would have sat down and maybe redshirted or, you know, made a medical, took some type of medical leave or something, maybe I could have um, played at 100% health. So I went through a struggle after that when I realized, you know, my career will be over. But um, as I got into business, I got this new, you know, new motivation, new motivation through – to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you don't don't kind of you don't miss that at this point. I used to. I, I definitely used to, especially while I was in college. Um, I was I didn't know what I was going to do. So now I'm able to relate to you know you know how you hear like some guys that never made it and they thought they was going to make it and they go through like depression because you know yeah. coming up. A lot of a lot of young kids, especially young black kids, they think that's the only way they can make it out of the situation, and it could be um, it could be mentally, you know, it it, it can shut you down. It, it can shut you down mentally. So uh, I'm hoping that in the future I can actually like speak to people and let them understand that you know it's other things you can do. And that's not the only way you can you can be successful because it's not meant for everyone. Right. Gotcha. So I know you've made uh, diversity a uh, central part of your universe. Any particular reason? Um, I just wanted to represent 
what the world looks like. You know, I, I look around on different um, comics or different universes and I see why, you know, we're doing it where we, we try to make, you know, um, representation of different ethnicities or just for black people and things of that nature. But I want to do that as well. That's why you see a lot of my main characters are black, but I wanted to represent all different colors because that's how the world looks to me. So I just wanted to, I wanted to um, just be as fair as possible about you know how the world looks so I can make it feel like I said from the beginning, make it feel like you make it feel relatable. Like, Oh, this, maybe this, maybe this could happen or, you know, other than other than just black people, you know, maybe the brown perspective, they they can relate to it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what questions? What questions uh, should people ask you about what you're trying to accomplish? What what kinds of things do you need that you want people to know or to understand about you and what you want to accomplish? Hmm. You mean far as for inevitable or you mean overall? Well, like, um, so for me, um, my podcast is, uh, what's most important to me is that we try to bring information that people can use to make better decisions. So while we may pick a particular topic and we may fall down on one side of the issue, our goal isn't to be, um, activists. Our goal isn't to to try to only push our opinion. Our goal is to start a conversation um, around making our society better. And that's the goal of my podcast. Um, you know, how do you, what, and that's what I want people to know, um, that we're, mm. we're trying our best to bring out as much information as possible to help people make better decisions. You know, what, what do you see as Mm. you know that you want people to know about what you're trying to accomplish mm. i got you um the main thing i would say was is to recognize root issues so i've made this very entertaining i've made it to where anyone can attach to it and want to know what happens next but if you really pay attention i'm always talking about root issues so too many times in, in this world now we we get distracted about a certain issue not realizing what it actually came from. So that's what I want to be able to uh, accomplish. You know, if people have different, like you said before, people have different opinions and it's not about being right about a certain situation, but getting the conversation started would, 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 would be enough for me. So I just try to focus on root issues, you know. All right, since those guys are quiet, uh, I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to put out there uh, Abdul Jabbar. Top five. Top five. Top top number one. Top five. <laughs> no, you didn't. Let, he let, said Jabbar in top let, five. I always wanted to pick somebody brain about that. Well, why is he number one? Abdul. Okay. Okay. Good um, question. It's a great. It's a great conversation. By the way, I've never had this conversation. With someone from your era. Okay. Very, very good. I, I know he stepped in it, but I'm I'm gonna let him I'm gonna let him simmer on that for a minute. <laughs> all right, all right. Cause I'm I'm an old man. That was, that was a good okay. thing, you know. So so when I graduated, I graduated high school in 1976. 
1976, you could not dunk in college mm-hmm. and, and high school basketball. The reason you could not dunk was because they put in no dunking because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ruled the courts. He changed basketball around the entire country for thousands of young men playing basketball simply because of his greatness on on the court. And what I loved most about him was he was not – he was not self-serving in his, um, in how he approached his celebrity. He wasn't out there trying to, you know, um, it it wasn't about making the most money for him or you know that kinds of stuff. He was just, he went, he did his thing. He was good at what he did, and he just he was one of those people. He went back to his space and he chilled until his next game, and that's why I thought he was uh, such a great player and that's why i admire him so much now Definitely what i got i'm sorry what i got to say about abdul jabbar and when i look at athletes of a particular sport now my like you 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 guys share the basketball i'm a football i was a mm. football lover but when i think about abdul jabbar i think nobody else did what his shot the sky hook did for the game no. That's true. I mean, so many other people came up with a baby sky hook and all that, but I do with your boy with that sky hook was just priceless. It's actually priceless. Just it like is. when I go to football, a player I think about, although he wasn't on one of my favorite teams, is Lawrence Taylor. Mm. Back before Lawrence Taylor came into the NFL, you just picked up blitzing linebackers and pass rushing linebackers with a back or maybe a tight end. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor changed how offense is playing and that you had to pick him up with an offensive tackle. And a lot of times the tackle needed help. Mm-hmm. That's how Lawrence Taylor changed the game. Or I think of it in, when I, I asked you before about who was one of your, you know, who was your favorite coach or one of your favorite coaches. For me, it was Don Correll who coached the Cardinals when they were in St. Louis back in the 70s because he had that offense, the cardiac card, and Don Correll was one of the people that brought the passing game forward in the the, the NFL. When he was a college coach, he had quarterbacks throwing three and 400 yards on a regular basis, and he brought that same passing philosophy to the NFL and he did it with two teams though he never won a Super Bowl but he did it with the Cardinals he did it with the San Diego Chargers and he's had multiple players get into the Hall of Fame Mm. playing under his system the culture and yeah and I just wish he had made it to the Hall of Fame last year when he was you know up and he wasn't given for a coach to make it to the Hall of Fame in the NFL you have to win Super Bowls, and he never won a Super Bowl. But his impact on the game is still being felt. Now you get all these coaches pass happy, and all these the quarterbacks mm-hmm. are the big stars now. Where in the eighties it was running, everybody run, play defense and run. That's mm-hmm. the way you win. Now they stretch defenses with that passing attack. 
Yeah. And they don't just run. They 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 throw the ball. You got to throw the football. Mm-hmm. And I'm a passing game fan, so. <laughs> so you so you had you had uh Jordan uh uh Penny Hardaway um Shaq. Shaq. So round yeah. out your top 5. So that that's just being those are as far as favorites. But if I was saying like a top five, like all time, I would say Jordan, Magic, um, Kareem. So tough, so many good players. Um, yeah, probably LeBron and just throw anybody in the rest, man. I mean, it could be <laughs> Tim Duncan. It could be. I mean, it's so many. I mean, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, Tim Duncan, awesome. I got I got a guy. Who's that? I got a guy. What about Dr. J? Uh, originator. Oh, yeah, originator. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's my that's favorite guy, so he got to be something. Yeah, I, I was watching a documentary about him um, a couple weeks ago. I love documentaries. So, um, yeah. yeah, he's probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. And he's a yeah. trendsetter. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be no Michael Jordan without Dr. J, or most of these guys right. without right. Dr. J. Yeah. I, right. I think I got – I. I did get to see uh, Dr. J play uh, when he came to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Hmm. They came to St. Louis. Was he going to Squires? Huh? Did he, he put on Virginia Squires? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you again. Did he put on a good performance? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember. So uh, St. Louis had an ABA team. Uh, right. Period. Yeah, the St. Louis had an Louis NBA team, and they and they came to town, um, and to play, uh, and so he was the first celebrity I got to watch play. I did get to see Kareem play one game uh, when I was in mm-hmm. Kansas City, because uh, I was in. Uh, you went to school in William Jewell, and uh, that was in Liberty. I was living in Liberty when uh, uh, Kansas City when. Uh, um, the Lakers came to town with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Yeah. Man. I got to see him play once. Wow. I wish I had gotten to yeah. see How was that? Huh? How was that? So, so um, Abdul-Jabbar came down the floor, spun and slam dunked on Sam Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I don't think it was the next play down the court, but Sam Lacey got a dunk back on him. I can remember no, those things. Yeah, That's what you got to do. Because <laughs> Abdul Jabbar was my I guy. Get back. You know, I, yeah. I would tell people I, I was I I wanted so bad to be seven foot because I watched him play, and so I, I always put my my height up for an inch just because I want to be closer to seven feet. I told you. 6'3". I'm sorry, 6'4". Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 6'5". <laughs> so, I played, I played in high school. Um, I wasn't uh, – I tried out for the college team, but I went to a small town, mm. went to uh, Kirksville. And uh, mm. at the time, small guards were the thing. This was before Magic – because uh, Magic changed the guard position, uh, that's when that's when you know all of the bigger guards started coming in after Magic uh, showed him that a guy six nine can play guard. Uh, 
Um, mm -hmm. But I tried out for the guard position because they had, you know, I was 6'3", and, and they had, you know, uh, forwards that were, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and, uh, and and I I just – I didn't think I was good enough at the forward position. I, I could dish the ball. I wasn't a I wasn't a long ball shooter, but I can I can move the ball around the floor. You need your pros. There you go. Yeah. You need you need strengths. Huh? <laughs> Did you handle it? I can I can move it around the floor. So um, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the greatest dribbler, but I I I wasn't gonna turn the ball over often. Yeah. But um, you know, at the time that you know guards were five eight, so a six three guard mm -hmm. you know was kind of unheard of, and so you you'd really have to. They want to put you like you said. They wanted to make anybody seven feet or bigger. They wanted to put mm -hmm. them at center. They wanted to put the bigger people mm -hmm. at the forwards. You know, so it wasn't mm -hmm. like they were willing to take a chance on you know putting somebody uh, my height in the in the guard position. It's crazy how times change, huh? Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, you you look at it. it you know, things come around in a in a in a cycle. Like when I was playing, I played offensive line. <clears throat> you did not get noticed to the general public unless you got the quarterback killed or their favorite running back didn't get his yard. Mm -hmm. Then they knew who the offensive linemen were. But mm -hmm. other than that, they didn't think of you. Now, some of the biggest paid players in the NFL are offensive linemen, especially the left tackle. Lewis Taylor. Because, huh? Yeah. Because I mean, Taylor. most defenses put their best pass rushing in on that right-hand defensive side to come over their left tackle to try to get the quarterback from the backside. Mm -hmm. And if you're the left tackle out there, you got to be – you got to have good feet. You got to be quick, and you got to have some power to you. You got to be able to stop a bull rusher. Mm. You can't just let people bull rush you and push you over. You got to stop him. Now, when I was in high school, like the offensive lineman now can use their hands. You couldn't use your hands when I was in high school. Really? Wow. You played offensive line, and like what our coach taught us to do, when we went into pass blocking mode, we had to grab our, our, oh, our wow. uh, jerseys like this. So you, so you didn't get holding calls, because mm. if the referee saw your hands up, you were getting the holding call. Mm. And I'm glad that they gave the offensive lineman that now, because mm. you're putting them at a you're putting the offensive lineman at a disadvantage when the defense can use their hands with all of swiping mm. and steps they can do in the moves, and the offensive lineman got to usually give back a couple steps, mm. and he can form up on them and get him. Where when I played, you had to. I had to play. I had to play offensive line like this. I couldn't That's use tough. my hands. I would have put Vaseline on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you a boxing fan? We're, I'm just gonna couple more questions, uh, a little bit. and then yeah. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get out of here because we've we're, we've hit our time. Now. Good. A little bit time. of boxing. So, um, uh, so you're. Uh, give people information about how to get a hold of you, how to reach out to you. Okay, yeah. So, um, Inevitable Entertainment, 
um, is the name for Instagram, all, all handles, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, the name of my website is um, inevitableentertainment.com. Okay. Well, um, you can you also so um, go to Amazon or Barnes & Nobles um, for Legend of the New World Origins, and um, the sequel will be coming out at the beginning or at the end of this year. Excellent. I want to thank you so very much for joining us this afternoon. I've had a great time talking to you. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time on, on uh, uh, football and sports, but you did give us an opportunity to kind of lighten things up a little bit. So, um, and then we're definitely going to keep you in mind so that when your uh, next book comes out, make sure you reach out to us. Or if you've got some new, something new coming out, you know, let us know. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see how that, um, the uh, universe flushes out. So I'm, I'm probably going to try to pick up that book and then, um, and then I'll see how that goes. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Send me address. I'm sorry, go ahead. Send me an address. I'll send that, I'll send that book out to you guys. Let me know. Oh, deal, yeah. Most hold, definitely. Hold on a second yeah. um, after we uh, sign off and then we'll talk and we'll exchange everything. Cool. Um, cool. So I want to thank everybody for joining us this afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, we had to move our show from tomorrow to next Saturday. We have a family event coming up. Uh, so Leonard and I will not be here, and neither will Warren. But again, thank you, and we will be back next Friday. Concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment, and thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares and comments so please like share and comment on this and other episodes of altitude adjustment because it matters and as always look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you